Hello, good morning. Today, I'd like to share with you from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 until 43. And we read, When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept derying him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourselves and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. I want to start my message today with this question. What would you do from now on if you knew that the Lord was coming to get you tomorrow? Maybe you can think about this during the service. We'll come back to this question at the end. Today is the last Sunday of the church year. Due to its condition as the last one, we preach about the end, about final things, about judgment, about the times that will come after death for believers and non-believers. Today we mentioned brothers and sisters who passed away in this church year that ends today. This Sunday is also called Eternity Sunday, or is also celebrated as the Sunday of the Dead in other churches. The Gospel text also refers to the last moments, the death of Jesus and the hope of eternal life for those who believe in him. Governor Pilate, we don't know why exactly, placed a written sign on the cross of Jesus with the initials in three languages, Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. In Latin is well-known Henry, Jesus Nazarenus, Rex Judaeorum, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews, In this case, since Jesus is a well-known personality, his designation is placed there. It may have been a mockery of Pilate as well, although it may also have been a mockery of the same Jewish authorities who pushed Pilate to sentence an innocent man to death. And intentionally, this caused the title that truly belongs to him to be placed on the cross of Jesus. Jesus is called the King of the Jews in the sense of Messiah, Christ, the one sent and chosen by God for the people of Israel and later for all humanity. The reason of remembering that Jesus is also king is to highlight Jesus' absolute power. 
absolute authority and recognition of his royal and divine condition. Every detail in the life of Jesus had the purpose and the meaning in God's terms. All this was written down in the Gospels. We also want to reflect on what it means for Jesus to be king. That Jesus is king for us Christians of the 21st century means that he is our supreme authority. It means that we recognize that he is the one sent by God into the world to save us and give us eternal life. It means that we believe in his divinity. That means that we recognize that he is the Son of God, not just another wise teacher of the world, as many claim. He is God. From where we know all this? Thanks to the book we call the Bible, where the Word of God is established. That's what we do every time when we make time every Sunday by coming to church. We want to come to honor the King, the one we say we believe, adore Him, and obey Him as befits any King. Many times we call God our friend, our Father, let's say, and we appreciate His love and closeness. We say that we want to have a closer relationship as children with Him and no longer as strangers or slaves as mentioned in the Bible, but we also don't want to forget his royal category. And therefore, we want to obey his word and honor him with our worship. You can observe two types of approach in the two men who had been crucified next to Jesus. The one who don't care about Jesus, the one who don't believe in him or can't believe in him, he makes fun of him, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and ask. In the same way that most of the viewers of the crucifixion mocked him, he was one of the public, but even worse, because he mocked him in the midst of his suffering on the cross. This is not much different from all those who can't believe in Christ in our society. And many, even going through difficult situations, continue to blame God for their suffering. One of them mocked Jesus and who he was, but the other believed. Not quite different what we see in our society today. Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. This other man is also suffering, but he has a different attitude. That attitude is that one that shows the love that people have for Jesus. Even in the midst of pain, he decided to believe in him and revere him with his words. That is the attitude that Jesus is looking for from every one of us. The humiliation of our ego, our pride and our pretensions, and the exaltation of his name. That means exalting the king. That means recognizing the authority and royalty of Jesus Christ. And what amazes me the most is Jesus' response. Jesus, in his capacity as a human being, dying, gives a direct and honest answer to the criminal on the cross who tells him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. A short but concrete answer, the truth. I like to use this text in funerals. 
there I meet all kinds of people, believers, non-believers, people who doubt, people who make fun of God or the church, people who feel unworthy before God because of their lives, their sins, their experiences in life, their frustrations. However, therein lies the love of God. In that, he gives us time and again a new opportunity to serve him, to believe in him, if we truly humble ourselves before the king. That's what worship is all about. Worship is not just participating in services sometimes, but participating, taking part with a sincere, humble, and obedient heart to God. The words of Jesus, Today you will be with me in paradise, are for every one of us, and at the same time, not for everyone. This promise is offered to everyone, although not everyone will accept these words. When people don't accept these words by taking them lightly or by making fun of God and the church or by not deciding to change their hearts with repentance and deciding to start living a new life on God's terms, they are not accepting these words. The words of Jesus, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise, are words that should fill us with the joy of living. These are the words that should free us from panic and fear and encourage us start living a new life in Christ with faith and trust. When Jesus tells him, Today you will be with me, he tells him this for two reasons. First, because Jesus gives eternal life to all who come close to him. We read in the Bible so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. In John chapter 3 and second because logically that man would die on that day and that same promise applies to every one of us what would you do from now on if you knew that the lord is coming to get you tomorrow personally i would be happy because i have already given my life to christ and i'm confident that i'll be with him in paradise but i think I would stop worrying at once, for instance. And we can change this question. What would you do from now on if you knew that the Lord was coming to get you next week in seven days? Or next month? Or in a year? Or in five years? Or 50 years, if it is the case? I think our attitude should be the same. Believing in His promise and meanwhile maintaining a life of adoration of God and of fruitful work and self-fulfillment, giving thanks to God because everything we do and we have comes from Him. When we look at life from this perspective, we'll be able to enjoy it and we'll be able to find fulfillment. That different perspective is given to us by Jesus through His love. Let us confidently accept the salvation that Jesus offers us and give him during our lives what every king deserves, adoration and respect. I wish the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week. Music.